Alrighty, okay, so we're going to begin this week's parsha Shir. Thank you so much to all of you for joining and for learning with me, for learning with us. It's always only in the merit and the schus of those who are joining in that we're able to channel down the teachings of the tzaddikim in a way that's clear, in a way that's inspiring, in a way that's deep, in a way that's meaningful. And so tonight, I'm going to share my screen now, we have two very deep and beautiful teachings from the Svasemes. These two teachings were from two different years. I don't remember right now which two years they were. Of course, the Svasemes spans about a decade or so of the Tzaddik's teachings on those Shabbosim. And they're on two different parts of the Parsha, but both have a common message that I believe is very, very important for us. And so, Vesiyantar Shmaya, we're, uh, we're going to begin. And the first piece from the Svasemes is talking about the Pasuk, this week's parasha has a lot of different things going on. Of course, it begins with HaKadosh Baruch Hu rewarding Pinchas for his act of zealotry. Of course, tremendous depth in you know, what Pinchas was doing and what Zimri and Kuzbi and what, what was going on there and what the brachas, what these gifts that the master of the world was gifting Pinchas with, Pinchas Elio. That's a tremendously big sugya. We've gotten to it in previous years. And Be'ez HaShem will continue to do so in the years to come. But we're going to be focusing on the part of the parsha that's sandwiched between that aspect of the parsha's beginning and then the karbanas of all the Yom Tovim that is toward the end of the parsha. This episode of the census that was taken to count Am Yisrael for the purpose of ultimately dividing the land among these ancestral uh, portions that were apportioned to the Shvatim, Le'ela, the Pasuk says, aretz, to these, to these Shvatim that you're going to count. Moshe Rabbeinu is charged with dividing the land. Rashi tells us an amazing thing, that the land was divided in accordance with the size of the different Shvatim, and that's exactly what this Pasuk here is telling us, Le'rav Tarbe, to that Shevet that had a tremendous amount of people, much larger than the other Shvatim, they got obviously a larger portion of Eretz Yisrael. And to the smaller portions, they got the lesser portion. But how did this happen? It wasn't Stam that Moshe Rabbeinu just decided what part to give to whom. But there was a Goro, right? There was a, there was a sort of lottery that was taken that was ultimately founded, of course, on Ruach HaKodesh. A lottery is not with Seichel. It's not just, you know, clearly allotting. But that all of this allotment that wasn't random because we needed the bigger portions to go to the bigger Shvatim, that was all the product of a Goyrol that Rashi tells us was complete Ruach HaKodesh to the point that the Goyrol itself announced the results. The, the, the raffle itself was speaking and, uh, and, and, and announcing what was the result of the matching up of the two papers that the coin was taking out. One, a, a, a paper of a chelik in Eretz Yisrael, and one, the name of the shevet. You know, it's like uh, Lahabdal Elf Avdalis. You know, in Harry Potter, they have like the sorting hat, you know, where it like speaks on its own. Maybe this is a, a makar for that, who knows. But over here you have this idea of the girl itself speaking, Zapella. But the Svasemis is talking about this pasuk here. To the Rav Tarbe. To the bigger shevet, you get a bigger portion. It says the Svasem, It seems to be, we had a similar thing last week, was it two weeks ago, I think, last week, um, when we spoke about the Indian of, of, uh, of Balak, right? We spoke about that Nakuda of ha, to, to make something bigger, to make something smaller. He says the end of this Pasuk seems to be extra. You already told me that Larav, to the bigger Shevet, they get a bigger portion. Okay, so that clearly means that obviously we're trying to apportion it in accordance with size or in accordance with numbers. So to the smaller Shevet, they're going to have a smaller amount. What, what, what do you have to enumerate in the Pasuk? To the bigger Shevet, they get a bigger portion. And to the smaller Shevet, they get a smaller portion. That's implied, right? The bigger ones get the bigger one. And of course that means that the smaller ones are going to get the smaller ones. But he says it means something so deep. And this is what Hasidus ultimately does, and we've mentioned this in the past, is to take psukim that seem to have no personal relevance more than the fact that it's a pasuk and, you know, but it means something to you and I today. Every word in the, pas- in the Torah, every pasuk, it's all relevant to each and every Jew and every single dar and every generation and every circumstance and every place that a person may find themselves and every age or stage across this journey called life. There's something relevant in terms of my own development to be found in every pasuk. This is what the tzaddikim are making a Torah of relevance. Says the Elegat Svasem as Ve'ish Laimar. Kish Beis There's two aspects of living. Marbe, 
umamit. There's an aspect of living in a way of expansivity, marba, to increase. And then umamit. There's a way of living in which a person makes themselves small. We find that Am Yisrael are blessed and are praised with having this mida of anava, of anivas, kemeshikasov. Atem hamaat, shemam itim atzmechem. Am Yisrael are called the least of the nations, even though ultimately we're promised that we're going to be uh, greater than all of the others, even in number. Kichalayam, kakechavim, like the stars, koyi But ultimately, Am Yisrael make themselves small. The Jewish nation knows how to make themselves small in the sense of being makir, of recognizing that a Kaddish Baruch Hu does everything. That's what Shabbos is about. After the six days of the week of running around in our own mind, thinking that we're the ones that are planning, that we're the ones that are doing things, that we're the ones that are succeeding in whatever we're succeeding at, Ultimately, Shabbos comes and you realize it, was, it wasn't us at all. Sheishis yamim te'asem melacha, we had, right, one of the quotes from the Maranayim this past week. Te'asem melacha, it, it was all happening on its own. And the Indian is that HaKadosh Baruch Hu is running the show. Atem ama'at, we make ourselves small. But umetzinu gamkein, the other side of the coin, we also find that there's a way in which Am Yisrael have an incredible self-confidence. Because the Pasuk says, Hashem. There's a way in which a Jew can have a feeling of ayigba, to be lifted up, to have this feeling of expansivity, to be proud of who we are, of what we are, of what we're accomplishing. There are those that are connecting to the Torah in such a way that it, it expands their heart and it makes them feel as if they can do anything. And they're proud over what they've learned. And they're proud to have this chus of being able to learn what they've learned. Not in a haughty way to say, oh, look what I did. It's not that. It's with the recognition that HaKadosh Baruch Hu is real and that He's in my life and that He's the one that's running the show. But ultimately that, that fills a person with a tremendous amount of confidence and a tremendous amount of feeling that if it's not me and it's Him with a capital H, but He's working through me, I can do anything. He says there's something very holy about that. Ultimately, anava, the anivas that I would say is even part and parcel of the experience of a holy gaiva. There's also some anivas there. That ultimately is the highest meat of all. To recognize that everything is a Kaddish Baruch Hu and that there's no I in the picture at all. But there is a concept of Vayik Balibo Bedarki Hashem. And this is what Chazal tell us. What's the simple understanding? means no matter whether you do a lot, quantitatively, we speak about this so much in the book, that's what the whole book is based on. No matter how much you do quantitatively, that's associated with the six sons. But the main thing is, whether a person does a lot, whether a person does a little, that's the princess, that's Malchus, that's the core Rachman Aliba boy. Kaddish Baruch Hu doesn't care how much, how little a person should strive to do the most that they can and not be jealous of other people that seem to be having more success as long as we're trying the best that we can given our limitations, given our circumstances. But the main thing is that's the simple understanding. Says the Helegas Vasemes, we can understand on a deeper level, it doesn't simply mean whether a person's doing a lot or whether a person's doing a little, but Echra Marbe is a reference to the person that's walking in the derech of Ayibalibo Bedarki Hashem, of the Indian of expanding one's heart, of feeling proud, of feeling pride, of feeling confident, strong, ferocious, you know, just this incredible courage that's, that's, that's founded on the realization that with Hashem I can do anything. The Viceroy is Eilech Va'anase in this story. That he can conquer anything when he walks with the master of the world. But also the person that's making themselves small. That's saying, I'm not going to expand in the sense of what I'm able to go ahead and accomplish. I'm going to have my own chilek and this is just the anivas of it. To learn what I learn, but adarabah, my learning doesn't make me proud. On the contrary, it tells me how much more I have to learn and how much more I have to grow. And it doesn't lead to this vayik balibo. Says the svas emes balvachi chavan libalashamayim. Pick your choice. And these are two different paths in Abodah Hashem. And you found tzaddikim on either side of the aisle. Those that were just full of shiflus and those that were mamish, uh, you know, expansive lave that could conquer the world. 
but as long as it's focused for the kavana of a Kaddish Baruch Hu, it's a loymar. If kavana is for a Kaddish Baruch Hu, and Lord knows that our generation needs so much confidence, we need so much strength, and we're so choshesh olam, we're so much thinking what other people think of us, and so many of our decisions are based on this external, uh, you know, just portrayal that we have to portray because we're, we don't have confidence in who we are, we don't have clarity into what we are, who we are at the core. And that really needs so much clarification. So we also need a healthy dose of our generation needs that. And that's also good when it's connected to L'Shem Shemayim. We know that Gemara Makas tells us that in the way that a person desires to walk, who's Malichan, the other Mepharshim saying, Malichan means the Malachan that are created by your actions and by your Ritzonos. Those are going to lead you, Malichan. They lead you along in that way that you want to walk. So a person that feels a shorish neshama, they're drawn, their personality and the way in which they feel in a healthy way, but they feel a little bit more drawn to inwardness and, you know, with, with, with less of an external expression of what they've accomplished and what they want to accomplish and visions and dreams, more just their own personal Indian with aniva shiflas. So masmin loy, hakol ba'ifin. Baruch will arrange that everything that the person learns or everything that, that comes in before a person in the way of Avodah. Such a person that that's their Shorish and that that's deeply the path that they've chosen that they feel drawn to. We're going to speak about each person having an individual path to Hashem in a second piece, but that's the path that they feel. Hashem will make it so that every Torah that they learn is, is further reinforcing that, reinforcing that derech. And so too, the person that feels more drawn to this kind of expansive avodos Hashem, to this kind of of a self-confidence that we say in the Course and, and in the book is, is, is rooted in the self-confidence of Hashem with a capital S and a capital C. Self-confidence, that's packed into who we are. Like the singer Hanan Ben Ari sings, he says, Ani akol, ani lo klum. sof, lavush baguf, right? That's what each of us are. And the question is, what do we want to focus on? There are some that feel more drawn to the side of ani lo klum, lavush baguf. To focus on that element of our humanity. And there are others that would rather focus on, and I believe personally that our generation needs a dose of this, ani akol. Because Arain Sof, we're connected to that endless godliness that fills us with courage and strength to do something in the world, each and every one of us. But a person ultimately will be drawn to what their Shorosh Neshama is, and in as much as they're walking in a way of Mechavin L'Shem Shemayim, HaKadosh Baruch Hu will guide them and lead them and continue to reinforce that desire that they feel drawn to this particular path. That they should be learning Torahs that are only going to fill them with incredible spirit of nitzachon and victory and pride and desire to share and so on and so forth. Um, which, of course, again, I feel is happening very strongly in our generation, particularly those that are connected to Hasidus, you know, that feel this shift in their own Avodos Hashem and just feel the incredible desire to share these teachings. You know, it's an incredible, just Aliyad, you know, David is called Ish Partsi, just this, this Pirza, this incredible desire to, to uh, proliferate and, 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 and just explode, you know, with, with, with goodness and holiness and filling the world with light. So such a person that walks in this path or a generation that's connected to this, all the Torahs that Hashem is sending them, and that's what Hasidus is all about, is to encourage this Nakuda. Again, not Chas Shalom in a way of Gaiva that's disassociated from God, but on the contrary, it's a self-confidence that comes not despite the realization that ain't od malvado, but specifically because of it. Specifically through that experience of being able to realize that Hashem is filling my life. And that HaKadosh Baruch Hu is encouraging me. And that HaKadosh Baruch Hu is walking with me hand in hand linked so that I am able to do incredible things by virtue of this awareness that it's our in sof lavush baguf. And that's who we are at our core, like the first principle states of the Lost Princess Principles, at our core we are holy. That's the Ikar Nukuda. Says David, Tarbe. 
This is hinted to in this Pasuk, even though, of course, on a simple level, it's talking about splitting up Eretz Yisrael and to give to the bigger Shvatim, the bigger portion, and the smaller Shvatim, a smaller portion, says the Sfas Emes, it's also hinting to this, that a Kaddish Baruch who guides a person in along with his or her Shorosh Neshama. Lerav, to a person that chooses this derech or to a generation that requires this feeling that we're drawn after this path. Tarbin. HaGadosh Baruch will continue to give us teachings that are going to reinforce this personal and deep uh, draw that we feel internally on an Hashem level to this particular path. L'Rav Tamit. And to those that are choosing to walk in the path of Anibus of Bittal, Tamit. So too, they will be led in that way. The Isa and its broad king, Moshe Rabbeinu, Olav Shalom, Amr Adavar, Asher Yikashem Ikem Takriv Melai. Moshe Rabbeinu was talking about the fact that he was the primary halachic authority. Moshe Rabbeinu brought down the Torah. He's described in the Medrash as being the Sarsur, being the in-between, bringing the Torah down to Am Yisrael, the role of the Tzaddik. But Moshe Rabbeinu ultimately says, if anybody has a problem in halacha, Takriv Melai, let them bring it to me. And the Medrash tells us that it's because he said that, That's why Kaddish Baruch Hu caused that the Banai Slavchad came with their question to Moshe, what should they do also with regard to the apportioning of the land? And ultimately Moshe didn't know the answer and he needed to bring it to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Now the simple way of understanding this Maimar Chazal is that it was a sort of a, like a not, not a punishment, but it was like like Moshe Rabbeinu speaking in such a way, ah, you know, I can answer any question, and then all of a sudden he's hit with a question that he's not able to answer, and it's sort of putting him in his place. That's a simple understanding. Says the Svasem is much deeper, he says, bottom line, it's a pellet. You read a Pusik like that coming from the mouth of Moshe Rabbeinu, where is the big or Where is the big humility of Moshe Rabbeinu Olav Shalom Hanemer Olav Anav Mikol Adam? That it says about Moshe that he was the most humble person of all, and here he comes out with such a statement: anybody who has a problem, bring it to me. Ki'ilu, he can answer everything. Where's that nivus? Amnam says they had gesvas semes kibli sofikli alal dasoi soit sadik sheish bedavr azet gavhus. Moshe was on such a level that describing his own personal proclivities or abilities rather, and his capacity to answer questions, it didn't arise in his mind that there's anything gaivedik about that because he was living on the level of God consciousness. Arin sof lavush baguf. If he's going to speak about anything that he can do, he's essentially speaking about what God can do. He doesn't even he is not a factor bechlal in the way in which he speaks. That's, that was itself Moshe's Anivas. Everybody knows, it wasn't a secret, that all that Moshe knew was implanted within him for 40 days and 40 nights by HaKadosh Baruch the master of the world who taught every last halacha, every last detail, every little chiddish that you and I are going to have until the end of time. I was already included in what, the, in what was given over to Moshe Rabbeinu. Everybody knew that Moshe wasn't just you know, coming up with these chidushim on his own, that everything was the shechina medaberes b'tach Everybody knew that it was all Hashem. So Moshe Rabbeinu never entertained the concept and the chashash that there would possibly be anything gaivedic about him saying such a thing. Because again, in his mind, there was no him. All there was was a Kaddish Baruch Hu. That was his anivas. Again, in the way in which he viewed and perceived his knowledge and perceived his role as just channeling God's, uh, you know, infinite energy into the world and human form through him and to bring Am Yisrael through him back up to the master of the world which is the entire role of the tzaddik we, describe, we discuss this very often tzaddik man da'ochid shmaya va'ara that the tzaddik bridges heaven and earth bringing heaven down to earth bringing earth up to heaven so he didn't think that there was any makom gaivos and that it could have even been misconstrued that someone should think that Moshe Rabbeinu was being a bagaiva says it wasn't a punishment it wasn't putting Moshe in his place 
It was because Moshe Rabbeinu was speaking in such a way, which paradoxically or counterintuitively, but the opposite of what it appears on the surface, was the deepest expression of Anava. That Moshe Rabbeinu describing his proficiency in Torah scholarship, which he understood as coming straight from the master of the world, was an expression of his connection to the derech of Echad HaMamit, to the Indian of Ulama'at, that Moshe Rabbeinu was anav ma'od mikol adam. So what does our Pasuk tell us? Ulama'at, tamit. To a person that's drawn after the path of Anivos, tamit. HaKadosh Baruch was going to guide him along in that way. Says HaKadosh Baruch wow, Moshe Rabbeinu, you're saying this expression, I can answer any kasha because it's not you, because it's Hashem. Such an expression of Anivos, adam ma'od mikol adam, says HaKadosh Baruch the first thing I'm going to bring you a kasha that you can't answer to further fortify this holy path of yours, not to put you in your place, but to further reinforce this, that you should feel comfortable standing up and proclaiming to the world a statement that everybody else looks like Gaiva, but you know as being absolutely part and parcel of your Anivos. That's why HaKadosh Baruch Hu is trying to help Moshrabeinu. To further reinforce this, that you know and that everybody else knows that it's all the master of the world. That nobody should make the mistake of thinking that Chas Shalom, the tzaddik's uh, acting in a way of gaiva. Now just a, a parenthetic interesting point, when you describe the Anivas in such a way, it becomes difficult to understand what's the Vayig Balibo then, right? Meaning, where's the Makom for Vayig Balibo B'darki Hashem in as much as the Anivas that we're describing seems to manifest as a tremendous uh, Vayig Balibo or a tremendous um, clarity with regard to what a person's able to do. You know, so it, maybe it's possible to say a distinction that the Indian of Anivas as Anivas still manifests as a person's own abilities, but within the framework of the, post, of the person's natural strengths, right? Natural proclivities. Moshe Rabbeinu was born into the world, the whole house fills with light, Moshe is already a kli, he's a kli that the Shekhinah should speak out of his mouth, he's not nursing from all the impure ladies. Moshe Rabbeinu is already Kaddish Vitar, it's built into him. The Torah is part and parcel of who he is. But the Vayigba Liba B'darke Hashem is a person who similarly feels as if they're able to go ahead and to do great things and they speak about themselves in a way that's very realistic. They're not going to try to shy away and to pretend as if they don't have abilities that they actually have because why should they? It's not them anyway. It's all HaKadosh Baruch Hu. But beyond that, they have big visions. Beyond that, they have big asagas. Beyond that, there's a, diff- there's a certain way in which they go about their mahalchim that even the person that feels empowered and feels that it's all Hashem, but still there's a certain shiftless within that. So it could be that the Bayigba Libo is, is a further darga, is a further level of expansivity and dreaming and visions and, you know, uh, 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 more, more so. But it's ultimately, it's all rooted in the same place. That our self-esteem, that our self-confidence is supposed to be rooted in the awareness that that's what we are at our core. It's, it's, a, it's a spark of the Ein Sof. It's a spark of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. No matter what we've done, no matter what place we're in, no matter what our experiences are, no matter how broken we feel, HaKadosh Baruch Hu is filling us. HaKadosh Baruch Hu is likened to the soul. HaKadosh Baruch Hu fills the whole world. The soul fills the whole body. HaKadosh Baruch Hu is within us and giving us strength. If we're going to identify who we are at our essence by that nature, so we're able to do amazing things. And you found that the tzaddikim spoke this way. You found that Rav Shimon Bar Yochai, for example, is throughout the Zohar Kaddish, is speaking in such elevated terms about his greatness. He tells about how Malachim are sent to this world and he's ordering them around and they're not able to do any Xavier that what he's able to do. The Pasuk says, Shalish Pa'ama Meshana, three times a year, Eula Regal were charged with coming up to Yerushalayim. Yerah calls Zuchurcha Es Pnei Adon Hashem, the face of God. We know that every time it's Es, S, every word S in the Torah is coming to be marbe something, marbe dafka, is coming to add something. Who's going to darsh in such an S? S pene adan Hashem, the face of God. I mean, what else is there? Shema Yisrael avaya lekeinu Hashem echad, but there's only one. What's S pene adan Hashem? Says Rav Shem in the Zohar, Darajbi, it's me. S pene adan Hashem is a reference to me. I am the face of the living God. Can you imagine such a statement? Where is the Anivos there? 
The Gemara at the end of Saita says they're enumerating all of the different things that had left the world, the different milas, as the different Amiraim were, 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 were being nifter, the different Tanaim Amiraim. After they died, Batla, Yurashait. After this one was nifter, Batla, all these different things stop. And the very last line the Gemara says, Sedra Biyaisi, Al Tisni Anava, don't say that Anava has left the world, that humility has left the world. Because I'm still around. It's like almost like a joke. It's like a paradoxical, like a person praising himself because of his incredible humility. I mean, there's no more counterintuitive, oxymoronic expression than that, one would think. One would think. Hillel. Hillel, we know, is the, is the, is the biggest, you know, of, of all. We have the stories of the Gemara and Shabbos, about Arab Shabbos, how they came and they made him crazy, right? The Geirim teach me the altar on one foot. Hillel is it, it, at his essence. He's the opposite of the, of the Kapta nature. He's just completely hefker to everybody. Hillel comes to the Simchas Beis HaShoeva and he announces, Imanikam HaKolkan. If I'm here, everything's here. Of course, there are Kabbalistic sodas, what's Ani, what's Kol, what's Khan, it's very deep. But on a simple level, how could Hillel have said such a thing? You speak about Rabbi Nachman of Breslov, I mean, more than anybody else. Throughout Chaim Aran, Rabbi Nachman praising himself in these terms, Ani Nahar, Hamantaher, Mikol Aksamim, I am a river that purifies from, from all stains. Ani Ishpelev, and Ishmati Pelagadol, I'm, 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 I'm a wondrous person, my soul is a wonder. Chidish Kamayni Loihayame Oilam, like statements like, like unbelievable that you shake to read such a thing. How could a person have said such things out of his mouth? You, it, it boggles the mind. But of course, this is the answer. Of course, the answer is that from the perspective of these tzaddikim, there was no Rabbi Nachman, and there was no Rabbi Shimon Bar Yochai, there was no Hillel, and there was no Rabbi Yaisi, and there was no Maish Rabbeinu. From the standpoint of these tzaddikim who live their lives with absolute perception of a Kaddish Baruch Hu's presence, not only in the world externally, but within, have refined themselves to the core to allow that each of the 365 veins and sinews and each of the 248 limbs are completely permeated with the Torah. And what's the Torah? They purified themselves. They became walking Torah scrolls. Anything that they praised themselves about was praising the HaKadosh Baruch Hu that was giving them the ability to be who they were and they did not shy away and they did not pretend to be less than they were because that's not called Anivas. That's called Anava Psula. That's called, uh, you know, self-doubt, right? That's called a lack of self-confidence. It's not called Anivas. Anivas is to be absolutely clear about what we are and who we are and they spoke the truth. Rabbi Nachman understood what he was and he spoke the truth. We know what we are. But at the very same moment, be absolutely conscious of this, that it's all a Kaddish Baruch And here, the Svasemes is a very important line. If Moshe would have even thought, but he couldn't even think in such a way because he was living on such a lofty level, that a Kaddish Baruch Hu had to tell Moshe, Leichreid, like go down a little bit from your level, relate to the people. That's all sugya of, of the of the of the of the of the slav that the people wanted slav. They wanted they wanted right ultimately. They wanted Moshe Rabbeinu down to their level. They didn't want the Bechina of Man, the Bechina, everybody who eats it tastes what they are. They wanted Mamish, something in this world, practical. It's meat, you eat it, it's one thing. It's all sugi, without getting into that whole tyrant now. But Moshe Rabbeinu was on such a lofty level, says the Sasemis, Im Moshe that there was going to be somebody who opens up one of these svarim and sees such an expression and would make the mistake and No, I'm sorry, missed a line. Um, right. If Moish Rabbeinu would have known that saying such a thing would give anybody the impression that this person is a, is, is a self-deluded Balgaiva, he would never have said it out of his mouth, but he wasn't operating on that reality. And you can say the same thing about all those tzaddikim. If Rabbi Nachman would have known that it would have caused people, Bilbal Adas, to open a Chaim Aran and start reading these sentences, and that would push people away, and if we as people, many of us who are connected to Rabbi Nachman, would understand that by using these expressions out of context and in the wrong place and at the wrong time, you're pushing people away literally from Breslov, he would have never said it. And we, we should stop. 
And we should be very, very careful about how we present and what we present when we present it. Very careful. But ultimately, HaKadosh Baruch Hu prepared Moshe Rabbeinu the path that he was deeply rooted in. This Nikuda that we're talking about. And that's what we spoke about. It's a, it's a phenomenally beautiful piece. Very, very deep piece. Understanding what, ma, what madriga the tzaddikim are. The tzaddikim make statements, and we, uh, you know, process it using our consciousness without understanding who spoke these words, bechlal, and what level they were on when they spoke them, what they meant, and so on and so forth. And how these expressions that we think are it's the deepest anivus because you have to understand what level these people are living on and how they view themselves. But al kapanim, we learn that there are two different paths. And both are absolutely valid. That's the Iker. Let's take a look at the second piece over here. Also, there's a small little episode right after this episode, sandwiched in between this and the Karbanis of the Yamam Taivim, brought at the end of the parsha, where Moshe Rabbeinu asks HaKadosh Baruch Hu to appoint a leader after he's going to ultimately leave the world, that there should be a leader that's going to take Am Yisrael into Eretz Yisrael. And Moshe Rabbeinu says that the master of the world who understands all flesh and he davens ultimately for a Yeshua. That Moshe Rabbeinu gives his hoid, gives of his glory onto Yeshua. And Chazal tell us which we'll get into in a minute that the face of Moshe is like the sun the face of Yeshua is like the moon. Says the Medrash the, most, the, the deepest, most beautiful thing. You know what the Medrash says? From here we learn the bracha Barachacham Harazim. If a person sees Shishim Riboy, a person sees 600,000 Jews, ultimately in Eretz Yisrael, in their borders, then a person makes this bracha Barachacham Harazim. Blessed is the Chacham Harazim, the wise one, right, with a capital W and a capital O, the wise one who understands the secrets. What's the secret? Why do you make that bracha when you see 600,000 Jews? Baruch harazim. The Medrash continues, we don't have it here, but the Medrash continues and says, and it's a famous idea, it's brought in the Gemara and Brachas as well, that kashem she the same way their faces are different, so too, their mind and their mahalach and their path and their, and their derech in Yiddishkeit is different. And so when you see 600,000 Jews, each of which is part of a national nation, but each of whom on their own represents a derech prati. They say two Jews, three opinions, right? Uh, Jews are very opinionated. Jews have their own, their own shita. We have this Indian of Kshayoref. We say, Baruch HaKam HaRazim, that HaKadosh Baruch Hu knows the secret of each and every Jew. He looks at the, the nation as a whole, but much more than being like blown away by, wow, look, a whole nation, he sees individuals. He sees individual drachim amongst that incredible collective soul of the Jewish nation who, much like the Ma'arinayim, describes a mosaic made out of a billion different pieces, or 600,000, I guess, if we have to pick a number, 600,000 pieces that ultimately come together to form one picture. But each and every tile has its own hue, has its own color, has its own, it's like a stained glass window through which HaKadosh Baruch Hu's light is shining to the world in a way that's different. Each person has their own special thing. Each person has what they're able to do in this world, their own special Indian to accomplish. Barachacham harazim. Pirish. Listen to these words. Godliness descends into the world on each and every person in a different way. Why do we call HaKadosh Baruch Hu Shakai? What's Shakai? That HaKadosh Baruch Hu can contain within his Echad Yachad within his oneness, HaKadosh Baruch Hu can contain a space 
for each and every letter in the Torah, that ultimately each and every soul of the Jewish nation is found in one of those letters that like we write in the book and we speak about in the Course, needs its own muk of gevil, has to have its own little space around it so that it can become part of a word and be expressed. Otherwise, there's no expression. And we're in this world to express godliness. We're in this world to stand strong and proud, to be the witnesses that there's something deeper in life. There's something more beautiful. There's a deeper vision of what the world can be. That's what we're charged with doing. And we're part of a 2,000-year mission. We're soldiers, mamish. We're soldiers at the very end. We're going to be the ones that take this to the finish line. But we're part of this incredible mission to bring godliness down into the world through being humans. Through every aspect of the human experience, eating, drinking, sleeping, relaxing, chilling, having fun, all with HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Learning, davening, mitzvahs, my simtaivim, of course. Dai be'elikusei l'chol beria, pirish. B'midam yuchedes umtsun semes. Kibi koyach hachonas klimikabel. Meaning to say, HaKadosh Baruch Hu's godliness comes down into the world. B'shaveh. But each and every person has their own unique kalim. Just like we all look different, we all have a different fingerprint. We all have how she does our deus. I heard a joke recently, somebody said that there was a, there was a person, it was a Jew who was stranded on, a, on an island. And he had some materials with him and he just decided to build for himself. You know, as Jews do, they develop. Wherever they go, they start developing things. So he built himself a convenience store and he built himself a hotel and he built himself a bank and a fire station. And Imam Ashi builds up the whole island. It's one person. And... Finally, after a couple of years, I guess, a decade or so, two decades, they come to the island you know, to rescue him. And he's so proud of what he built. And he starts taking them on a tour of the whole place. And said, this is the fire station. This is the, this is the bank. And, uh, and he says, this is the shul. And they turn the corner and he says, this is the second shul. And it keeps on going. And the people stop and they say, I don't understand. You're one person. What do you need two shuls? He says, this is the shul I go to. And that's the shul that I won't step foot in. <laughs> right? This is a Jew. Yeah. Two Jews, three opinions. This is what it is. Each person has their own mahalach. We have a shul we go to and a shul we don't go to. No, what can you do? That's what it means to be a yid, right? Okay, it's a joke. But this is the nekuda here. In accordance with a person's own proclivities, own abilities. HaKadosh Baruch Hu is shorei his alokos, but it looks different in each of us. Listen to this, it's so important, it's so deep. All of the gifts that HaKadosh Baruch Hu gives to the world come down in a way of klal and a way of prat. It's the same thing. For example, Everybody knows, all of Am Yisrael, each and every Jew, receives the Nisham Yaseira. It's called Kfiva Kaima. It comes from the place of being undeserving. It has nothing to do with us. The Yom Tovim are arranged in accordance with how we set up the calendar. Shabbos is every seven days. It has nothing to do with us. Whether we're deserving, undeserving, makes no difference. Shabbos comes down as a gift. And that's the Nisham Yaseira that descends on Shabbos. But even though Shabbos comes down to all of us Shabbat the same, not each of our experience of Shabbos is the same. Hopefully not. Hopefully each person has their own hasaga of Shabbos. Sicha Aleph and Sicha Saran. Ki Aniyadati Ki Hashem. Spiritual individualism, chapter 5. Ashvil Manat Sad, our own path to the side. Hopefully each of our Shabbos experience is different. Hopefully it's all holy. But it's all based on our avoda during the week. And so a person who doesn't feel Shabbos doesn't mean that Shabbos is not illuminating in their soul, that there's not aliyah sa'olamos, that everything is not fixed in Shabbos, what Shabbos is. It doesn't mean that that's not happening. It means that that person has not yet built the tools during the six days of the week to experience Shabbos properly. V'zeu shamarames. And he says this is what's hinting to as well the Indian of the Goyrul. Goyrul hayat sabach. Like I told you in the beginning of the shir, Shahad Goyrul hayat sabach. That the, 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 the raffle, the lottery itself was announcing the winner. Not the winner, but itself announcing the results of who, of, of which portion of land was going to which shaveh. That each and every chalik had an address. It was a portion to each and every Jew. To each and every shaveh. That means to say that in as much as Eretz Yisrael is given to the Jewish nation, but beyond that, each and every Jew has a chalik in Eretz Yisrael, has a special, unique portion. It's the same thing Shabbos. 
And it's the same thing, Jewishness. It's the same thing, Alukos. All of the gifts that a Kaddish Baruch Hu gifts to Am Yisrael. Shabbos is a gift. It has nothing to do with us earning it or deserving it. Shabbos comes down to all of us. Jewishness is a gift. The Pasuk calls us, What's an Am Segula? What's a Segula? Segula, Rabbi Nachman, the other said, you can say, Segula, Kajitzer. Segula means, it's just, we don't deserve to have the Segula work. It's, it has nothing to do with whether you deserve it or not. You do the Segula, period, it works. Why? We have no Hasaga. That's also a gift. Eretz Yisrael is a gift. Eretz Yisrael has nothing to do with us deserving it or not. That's why Moshe Rabbeinu, what he's davening to get into Eretz Yisrael in another few, another few parashas, ve'eschanon el Hashem ba'isahi. Moshe Rabbeinu davens in a way ve'eschanon. Chanon comes from the word chinam, chen, chen. What's chen? Chen is undeserved. When a person has grace, it's not because of what they did to deserve that they should you know, be uh, accorded accolades and the people should be drawn to them. Person with chain walks into the room, you don't need to know what they did, you know, what kind of person they are. It's chain, it's chinam. Some people have it, some people don't. What are you gonna do? It's chain. It, it means that it descends from heaven. And that's Eretz Yisrael, that's Chanan al-Hashem ba'isahi. Eretz Yisrael was given to us in the same way that the world was created. That's why Chazal say that right in the beginning, the Pasuk begins, the, the Torah begins with Bereshis Bara Elohim HaShemayim HaSaretz. Rashi asked, the first Rashi, it should have started with the first mitzvah. What are, you, what are you spending time telling us all this stuff? It's irrelevant to us. Ultimately, tell me what the mitzvahs are. Start with Achodosh HaZalachem. Says Rashi, no. We wanted to start with the creation of the world to tell you that just as God created the world, so too did he give Eretz Yisrael to Am Yisrael so that when the nations of the world are going to stand up at the end of history and claim that Eretz Yisrael is theirs we're going to tell them excuse me God created heaven and God created earth and he can choose who to give what to that's the simple understanding but the far deeper understanding is that the gifting of Eretz Yisrael to Am Yisrael, it's a Yerusha that's also in need of undeserved. It doesn't make a difference whether you're deserving or not. A Yerusha goes to the sun, makes no difference. It's not an Indian of deserving. But Yerusha Sa'aretz is connected to the creation of the world. Just like the creation of the world, there was no Iserusha de la Sata. There was no awakening from below. There was no earning the creation because there was no creation yet. And HaKadosh Baruch Hu just created the world in a way of Olam Chesed Yibane, undeserved. That HaKadosh Baruch Hu just created the world because that's what he wanted to do. Not because any of the creations earned it. They did not exist yet. They couldn't have yet earned it. That's what we're telling the nations of the world. You think that our connection to Eretz Yisrael is based on our deserving it or not? That ultimately your claim is that you've lost Eretz Yisrael. Because of your actions, God has kicked you out. You no longer have Shaykhs to Eretz Yisrael. And we're telling them, Eretz Yisrael is connected to the creation of the world. And as much as the creation of the world was created in a way that we didn't deserve it, but it was just given to us, Eretz Yisrael is a gift. It's the Shabbos of space. Shabbos is in time, Matana Toiva. Eretz Yisrael is in space. Yiddishkeit is in Nefesh. These are the three parallel realms that the whole world is split into. Time, space, and the human identity. The human identity, our Yiddishkeit, Am Segula, a gift. Shabbos, Matana Toiva, a gift. Eretz Yisrael, Bereshis Bar It's without a Yisrael It's undeserved. Memela, because it wasn't given to us in a way that we earned it, we can't have lost it. Because the whole thing is, a, is, is, is an inning of Lamalamitamadas. We never earned it to begin with. We never deserved it to begin with. And this is what those Sadiqim, you know, who were going in the path of Rav Kook, believed that Eretz Yisrael at the end of time needed to dafka be built up by secular Jews. Dafka. Not how could this have happened. Dafka. Because this is demonstrating the fact that it has nothing to do with whether you're from or not. It has nothing to do with whether you're pro-religious or anti-religious. It has to do with a chelik of elokus that's within each and every Jewish neshama, irrespective of who you are. A chelik elokami mal and kudatova that exists even in the Rishoyim arurim gemurim. Those people that wanted to uproot Yiddishkeit, that were anti-religious, that under no pretense wanted Eretz Yisrael back for Eretz Yisrael, they would have taken Uganda. It's Dafka then. Because that's the Eretz Yisrael aspect of it not being deserved. But it's at our essence, at our core, yeah, at our core, even then. 
ואפילו מישהו ראשי גמר צריך לחפש בו ולמצוא איזה מעט טוב. Even them. That's the Nekud of Eretz Yisrael. It's undeserved. That's the Nekud of Shabbos Kodesh. Undeserved. Ultimately, that's the Nekud of Yisim Li'am Segula. So all of these things that are gifts, they come down collectively. Klaliyas. The way it filters into each of our lives is in accordance with how much we're building Kalim for it. Tamu uru'u kitoi v'ashem. And as much as you're ta'amu, and as much as you're tasting, and as much as you're giving it a chance, and as much as you're doing the work, and as much as you're uru'u kitoi v'ashem. But that doesn't mean that you earn it. It's there. It's a gift. It's always accessible. Makes no difference whether you deserve it or not. Ki beisi beis tfili yikari l'chol ha'amin. Karav Hashem l'chol kairav. Beis hamikdash is tfila, beis tfila. It makes no difference. L'chol, l'chol ha'am. Makes no difference who you are. But you have to open yourself up to it. We have to build kalim in as much as we can in our circumstance, in our perspective. Build kalim. And with this we'll close. V'hinei Moish Rabbeinu Olav HaShalom B'Bachinas Kilas Yaakov. Moshe Rabbeinu is the collective aspect of the Shishim Riboy as they exist as a full mosaic, a picture, a full nation. That's Moshe Rabbeinu. And that's why Moshe Rabbeinu represents this element of Yiddishkeit that's shining like the sun. That's incredibly powerful. It's just this ray that's just shining to everybody upon everything, illuminating everything in its vicinity. But the aspect of Yeshua is Shechilik Ha'aretz, who was in charge of the Chalukah Sa'aretz, who bechinas prat. Yeshua is that level of Yiddishkeit that's particular. That all of us have the 613 mitzvahs, but all of us have our own way of engaging with those 613 mitzvahs. All of us are different kalim through which the very same light of the very same Torah and Shema Yisrael Hashem Elokeinu Hashem Echad is shining down. It gives us diversity. That's Yeshua's job. Kubachinas Prat. Yeshua is the aspect of the individualism, of the particularities. And that's why Yeshua is hinted to by the Levana that the Levana shehi imakoychavim. That the Levana comes with all of the stars. That the Shemesh is the collective illumination of the Jewish nation. But the stars is each and every one of us as we exist on our own. And Hakadosh Baruch Hu tells Avram Avinu, "Koi yezarecha." By Yitzchak I say, "Achut zayim arbeit nashamayma usvara koychavim." Koi yezarecha, like kochavim, like stars. Even colloquially. We refer to a person that's very special. We say, he's a star. She's a star. What does it mean? It means that this person is succeeding in bringing out their uniqueness, their specialness, their talent. Halavai, it should be all with the consciousness that it's all a gift. It's undeserved. It's just the way in which that external illumination is reflecting off of me and off of our vessels that we create, the Bechina of the Levana. And that goes back to the first piece of but ultimately, each and every one of us has our own approach, has our own nekuda. Each person has their own unique way of engaging with these ideas. There are certain things that are universal. HaKadosh Baruch wants Yiddishkeit to be inspired, to be on fire, to be deep, to be connected. And outside of that, like I was speaking with some chavrits, that's not a derech. There's not shivim panam latayra. And one of the panim is, uh, you know, uninspired cultural Judaism. That's not, that's not one of the panim. Kedosh Baruch Hu wants that Yiddishkeit should be on fire. But all of those shivim panim that are indeed filled with the spirit of connectivity, spilled, filled with the spirit of, of elokus, filled with the spirit of sincere spiritual striving, that's special. That's unique. Shouldn't say anything to, to tamper with that. That's very special. And this goes back, and this will finish, this goes back to the first piece that we spoke about. There are many different paths to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. There are many different paths that people feel drawn to in their Yiddishkeit. And what worked for a parent might not work for the child. What worked for a Rebbe might not work for the Talmud. Each of us are individuals. We all have one Torah. We all have one general path that we're walking on. But each of us better be wearing our own pair of shoes. A shvilmanat sad. A separate little personal path. 
to walk on an individual path in an individual way. Of course, not in the context of the actual uh, continuation of that Mishnah, but in the context of Torah and Beis and Lukut Tamaran. Not getting to the depth of that now. In the highest level, then we're able to walk with confidence, make the world more real, make ourselves more real, and bring out our potential to be the stars that each of us are in consciousness of the master of the world, our ain self, that's lavush baguf. So we got to do our part to make it so that tamu, to try our best to fix up and to rectify and to hang around the right people and to involve ourselves in the right things and, and, and so on and so forth. But in accordance with how much we do that, that light is already shining. Like the creation of the world, it was You draw us close to you, Rabbi Shalom. Undeserved. None of us are deserving, ultimately. I'm certainly not. But HaKadosh Baruch Hu is filled with chesed. Olam chesed yibane. HaKadosh Baruch Hu is sending down mega doses of shefa, mega doses of blessing, mega doses of health to us. And the question is, are we open to it? And it's going to come down into our lives in a unique way, in a special way. We should be zochah to find our path. We should be zochah to believe in our path. We should be zochah to walk in such a way, not to negate our talents, but to find them, to focus on them, to build them up, to give ourselves the ability to, to, uh, to completely bring them to the fore and not to try to, to shirk that and to, and, and, and to try to walk with our, you know, our head in the sand and like, no, to be, to be proud of who we are with the recognition that all of who we are it's all HaKadosh Baruch and that anything positive we might say about our abilities, of course, in a way of anivas, it's all HaKadosh Baruch we don't exist. And because we don't exist, we mamish exist. Because the world doesn't really exist, the world mamish exists. In the sense that you realize it's all God, so then there's meaning in everything. Then everything becomes much more meaningful. But it starts with hamahalich v'derech yechidi. So it should be zeichet to connect these two pieces, to learn from them, and to take something practical away from here as we prepare for Shabbos, Thursday night, Friday. Shabbos is going to come. The question is, are we building Kalim for it? Are we yearning for Shabbos? Are we learning about the depth of Shabbos? There's so much to learn. There's so much beauty in Shabbos code. Let not Shabbos be the same every week, same food, same zmir, same. There's so much to do. There's so much to learn. And the whole thing is the kavanah. Even in the literal interpretation. So thank you so, so much for joining me and for learning this piece with me. It's all Siyat HaDashmai that comes down specifically in accordance with the special Neshamas and souls that are joining together to learn these Torahs. And we should be zochah to live it. Be'ez Hashem, we should be zochah to a Shabbos that's filled with the spirit of the princess, filled with the spirit of spiritual individualism, of, holy, of, of, of holiness, and um, Ashreinu. Ashreinu. What a schus and a privilege to learn these teachings together. Okay, if there's any questions, we have another couple of minutes. If, if something needs more clarification, if somebody wants to share something, if not, uh, so we'll, we'll just, we'll hop off. Yo, you want to say something? Yeah, just yeah, what uh, you saying? try to understand the, the first, uh, first piece that you learned over here. Uh, is Satsana saying that a person should choose one of these paths, either Marba or Mamet, it should be one or the other? Seems that it should be a balanced kind of thing. Right, that's why I said it's hard to know the distinction I mean, based on his interpretation of what Anivas is. That sounds like Marbe. It's like, it's, it's like a funny, it's Arch Ian on that. Yeah, yeah, the distinction is not so fine to me. But I believe that each of us are natural, we have a natural proclivity to certain drachim, and we have to trust in that. We have to follow that. You know, we spoke about that in the course. You took the course, right? Binas Halev, right? We have, to, we, have to, we have to give that, treat that with respect. Right? And realize that there's something to that. We don't have to be on an assembly line, every person just pumping up products, each one that looks like the next. That's not, it's, not, it's, not just not, it's not just not ideal. It's not, that's not the way it's supposed to be at all. Yisrael HaShabacha Hespa'er. HaKadosh Baruch Hu says, I take pride in Am Yisrael. What's Hespa'er? Spar is Tiferes. What's Tiferes? Harmony. Harmony. Beauty. That's specifically the result of Chesed and Gvura, two completely different things converging. That's Am Yisrael is Tiferes. Each and every person has their own Indian. That's the harmony. Everybody's singing different notes. Everybody's singing different keys that produces ultimately the most beautiful melody. Um, but but, but Sarach Ian, in terms of that distinction, I have, to, I have to look at it uh, more deeply. Alrighty. Thank you so much for joining me.
Yoel and, and, and everybody that's joining, Shira and Shalamit and everybody here, Naomi, every, every, Amamish, each and every one of you, thank you for joining, wishing everybody the most beautiful, wonderful Shabbos filled with, uh, filled with God consciousness and, and blessing. Thank you so much. All the best. Thank you very much. Thank you so much. Good Shabbos.